Hi, this is Nicholas Tutora, and welcome to Tutora Time. On our show, we discuss the political issues of the day and how they are affecting our nation, our society, and the world. Thanks for joining us. Hi, this is Nicholas Tutora, and welcome to another episode of Tutora Time. Today is December 21st, 2020. It is the winter solstice, and it's actually the shortest sunlight day of the year. So enjoy the beauty of it. Enjoy the natural beauty of it. Well, today I want to talk about a few things. First thing I want to talk about is I see that President Select Imposter, his fraudulency, Joe Biden took the COVID vaccine today. Um, you know, some of the clips that we've seen of others taking the vaccine, they've been empty syringes. There hasn't even been anything there. So, you know, I haven't looked close enough to see he, if he actually received it, but let's take it on face value that he did receive the vaccine. It's really appalling. The hypocrisy is incredible. After bashing Trump, during the election about Trump's weak response to COVID, which is false. Trump had a very strong and thorough response to COVID, including developing three vaccines. But after bashing Trump for all this time, Joe Biden turns around and gets the vaccine that Donald Trump was responsible for developing. The hypocrisy is so thick on the left. They're such incredible liars, to be perfectly honest. I mean, Joe Biden has lied to our face about everything. He lied about the Trump being incompetent on the COVID response, which is evidenced that it's a lie because he took the vaccine today. He lied about his son getting money from China and the Ukraine. He lied about knowing anything about it. He lied about him and his family getting the kickbacks from all of it that Hunter's the bag man for all of them. This this guy is the worst. He's just basically out there saying, look, I'm lying to you and there's really nothing you could do about it. So, you know, go jump in the lake basically because I'm going to do exactly what I want to do and you have absolutely no recourse. Uh, it's absurd. I mean... Who I mean, you could see in America that the hatred of Donald Trump, these people who hate Donald Trump and his personality, this they're so obsessed with Donald Trump's personality, they're willing to accept any lie, any single lie they're willing to accept in order to cover their tracks. Things that make absolutely no sense whatsoever. If Trump was so terrible, why why is there a vaccine in less than a year? I mean, the first major stories we started hearing about COVID were in February of last year, of this year. We're still in the same year and people are out there getting vaccinated. Now, I myself, I'm, I have no intention of getting vaccinated for this because I think it's ridiculous. Um, I mean, Trump did what he needed to do as president. He has a duty to the country and to the world to address this problem and develop the vaccine. That's fine. He did the right thing there. However, uh, I myself have no interest in taking it. Uh, I, I've been out and about since COVID has started um, campaigning. I've been out at many Trump rallies, stopped the steel rallies. Uh, 
you know, knock wood, I have not gotten sick. I know people, young people have gotten sick. They had the sniffles for a day. My mother, unfortunately, died of COVID, but she was 88. She had Alzheimer's. She was in a New York City nursing home. And she died three days after Andrew Cuomo decided to let COVID patients into that nursing home. So, I mean, it's real, but our immune system is the thing that's going to handle it and to keep it at bay. Um, one of the, my favorite things about going to the, the Trump stop the steel rallies and Trump rallies in general is to see people without masks on their face. Large crowds of normal people living, trusting their immune system. People, the immune system that has been serving us since the dawn of time did not magically fail during Donald Trump's uh, election, the re-election year. I mean, the thing is such a hoax. It's, it's beyond belief, the level of, of lying that they would do. Um, you know, Trump had the best economy in the history of the country, and then they pivoted straight to COVID lockdowns. There was no way they were going to let Donald Trump go into this election with a booming economy, um, the other thing Donald Trump did, which is amazing, which he deserves more credit uh, than any other president, he has not started a war in his presidency. I mean, he's one of the only presidents, the only recent president to ever do such a thing like that. You know, that alone is more of an achievement than most presidents have had in the last 30 years combined. So... The hypocrisy will never end on the left. Um, hopefully, I see the path that this could be overturned in the in Congress on January sixth, when the elector when they certify the electoral vote. I know there are plenty of congressmen, and I spoke to plenty the other day at the rally. There's plenty of congressmen who are ready to vote in favor of you know to object to the electors. You know. Uh, so many are out there. You know, more than a hundred Republican congressmen signed on to the Texas lawsuit. Uh, so, I certainly know that the objections are going to come from the House. Now, is there going to be a senator on the Republican side? Well, there certainly better be. Um, Rand Paul has to stand up and say something. I mean, he has been saying outwardly that basically the election was fraudulent in many ways. Uh, so I don't see how anybody in good conscience, any senator, Republican senator who does not get up and object to those Slater's electors is not on the side of freedom, no matter what they tell you afterwards. Ted Cruz must stand up and object to the slate of electors. Uh, John Kennedy must stand up and object to the slate of electors. They're saying the new senator, the senator-elect Tuberville from Alabama, is planning on getting up and objecting. But I hope he's not the only one. I think we only need one, but I would hope there would be a lot because so many of these senators are talking about how they see the fraud and how the irregularities are real. So when the time comes, they better be willing to stand up with the American people for the integrity of our elections and vote to challenge those electors. Once they do that, the Senate will take up discussion over who's going to be the vice president 
and well, they'll take up discussion first, and then if they can't reach a consensus on the on the electoral college, who's the vice president goes into the Senate, and who's going to be the president goes into the House of Representatives, and this is really the whole thing. America is really on the line right now with this. If we get this wrong, folks, there's no more country. I hate to tell you because we'll never get a free and fair election ever again. They're institutionalizing fraud. They're institutionalizing cheating. The things that they're doing to our society are just appalling. You know, on another note related to COVID, you know, many of you might not be the most important thing, but to me, it's tragic. There has been a death of just artistic culture in the country. I mean, COVID wiped it out. You know, it's funny. You know, there's a lot of garbage in the in entertainment, a lot of poor quality shows and films, but there's also great art and there's great movie movies and there's great poignant, insightful shows and things like that. The, the arts are a reflection of humanity and there's no more film. There's no films being made, hardly any. There's no more Broadway, it's gone. Uh, they just killed off their entire industry and it's kind of hysterical because they did it through their own liberal, you know, they rallied for the liberal rallying cries against Trump and they ended up committing suicide themselves for their entire industry. There are a few people. I saw that Anthony Sabato Jr., he has a film company up now that's going to be making films based on Americanism, conservative values, which we need because a film and novels and books and things like that can change hearts and change minds in a way that politics and speaking directly to an issue cannot. The arts are the reflection of humanity. It's a dark, desolate, I mean, concerts. There's no more concerts. People are not gathering. Artists, you know, the unemployment in all those fields all the way down the line. It's it's beyond just like these stupid celebrities, because a lot of celebrities are just airheads, but it's a lot, it goes way past just the, oh, this stupid celebrity said this. The death of art and the death of culture is in many ways the death of, of Western civilization. And I'm not just talking about movies and TV and things like that. I'm talking books, I'm talking literature, I'm talking painting, sculpting, dance, ballet, opera, all of it, all of it, non-existent. And I don't see any time that it's coming back and, you know, the art that comes out also in these, in this communist-like totalitarian state we're living in is junk. It's garbage for the most part because you need to be free. You need to have the spirit of freedom and the essence of freedom within you in order to create art. If you're only allowed to say certain things and you have to have certain demographics of certain races in whatever film or anything you make, you're just making propaganda. If you can't really question, could you make a movie now? If you were to really, could a major studio release a movie questioning the whole pandemic with that as like a theme underneath it or questioning the social justice warriors or questioning any of the nonsense that trying to force down our throat, would you be censored? I think you probably would. As we know, China owns now a huge part of Hollywood. 
And China just decided to buy America. China's in this for the long haul. They have no regard for individual rights, no regard for individual freedom. And, you know, capitalism is good, no doubt about it. But when you're giving up freedom for profits, you have to start to question certain things about your motives and if making money is your highest value. Hollywood studios are now, their scripts have to pass, you know, what the Chinese want. Uh, you have the head of Disney, uh, Eigler, I think his name is, and he's talking about how certain things are put in and not put in to pacify and satisfy the Chinese communist censors governing film. This is absurd. This is absurd. Profit is important, but it's not the only important thing. We can't let ourselves just be bought by China. And unfortunately, that's happening right now. Um, so open your eyes, people. Take off the masks also. This country is going to open up when we, the people, open it up. Our officials are elected officials, and they have no right to deny us our rights. We lend them the power temporarily to govern. But when they actively are working against us, their laws are invalid, and we are under no obligation to honor them. So what the people need to do is start opening their business, start going about their daily lives without masks, and forget about the government, but it has to be done en masse. It has to be done that there's so many people doing it that they, they cannot enforce laws against it. We have to have all the restaurants in New York open and let them try to arrest and fine everybody. There has to be mass, public, nonviolent, passive resistance to this COVID tyranny that we're living in. And we have to start now. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you again soon on Tutora Time.